going to study, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 35 through 49. And today, what we're going to be learning is uh, 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 nine, I'm, I'm sorry, 11 questions that Paul answers regarding the new body that we're going to receive um, at Christ's uh, resurrection. When, when Christ rose again, we know that when we die, when we die and, and, and we are going to be raised again and we're going to be home with the Lord. And so what Paul does, he answers 11 questions regarding our new body, 11 questions regarding our new bodies that we're going to receive at Christ's coming, at Christ's coming. So the first one we're going to see in the verse 35, the first one in verse 35, the first question regarding our new body is how are the body going to be raised up. How is this body going to be raised up? So notice with me in verse 35, Paul answers that question. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? So that's a legitimate question that that um, people have. And the Corinthians wanted to know, how could God reassemble bodies that have died and have been buried? And when the rapture of the church occurs, how is that going to happen? And, and we know that, that that's an honest question. Um, there, there are so many people that are buried um, in, into the ground and, and not only buried into the ground, there's, there's, there, there's ashes um, that spread um, across um, the, the sea. There, there's also, too, um, bodies maybe that cannot be uh, relocated um, and, um, and, and, and disaster and harm has taken place of body. And so, so how will this take place? How will a body be, be raised up? Well, the Lord gives us that answer in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. The Bible says, by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead. And notice, he will raise us also. He will raise us also. So the answer is, it's by the power of God. By the power of God. So once we believe Genesis 1-1 that, that he created us, and as he created us, God is more than able to, to raise us up also, to, to cause a body that's been buried um, in the cemetery, um, on, in the sea, or, or anywhere else upon this planet. God has the ability through his power to raise um, a dead body up. In John chapter 6, verse 39, there the Bible says, and Jesus is speaking here, um, Jesus says, this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me. Notice, but rise them up at the last day. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. So there is going to be a day. There's going to be a day and, and it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be a glorious day that all the bodies that have been laid in, in, in history and, and also in present, that they're going to be raised up by the power of God. And that's going to happen um, at the rapture, that all the bodies are going to be risen up. God has that power to do so. And notice also, too, that with God's power, he can raise up any dis dead situations that we find ourselves in. It could be a dead situation in a relationship. It could be a dead situation even in a health or whatever it may be, that God has the power to cause events to take place and, and, and change things. God has that power. So the first question that the Corinthians um, wanted to know from Paul is, Paul, like, okay, these bodies are buried. How are they going to be raised up? And the answer is by God's power. Secondly, we see also in verse 35, the second question regarding our new body is, with what body do they come? 
with what body do they come? Notice that with me in verse 35 where it says, and with what body do they come? So Paul answers the question regarding what will our body look like when they're raised up? So what body will they come? What, what is our body going to look like? And so you, you may be interested in that because I, I'm, I'm certain that all of us, we have been uh, to a funeral um, service and um, you, you have seen your, your loved one buried, um, perhaps in a casket. And, and then you went over to a, the graveside service and, and then it, it was buried. And, and then you know how they, how they looked. And this is something that it's good to, for you to know in the near future. And if you're wondering... If, if I get buried, um, how am I going to look? With what body um, am I going to be raised up with? How, how is that going to be? Well, we know the answer to that question is found in the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, where it says, Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power, again, that enables him to bring everything under his control. And notice this will transform our lowly bodies, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious bodies. So our bodies are going to be transformed and they will look like Christ's glorious body. Now, the question has to be asked, how was Christ's body when he was raised from the dead? How was his function? How, how did Jesus live um, his life through that resurrection body that, 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 he, um, that he lived in? Well, we know that answer according to John chapter 20, verse 19. John chapter 20, verse 19. This is, this is fascinating that because you're going to receive a new body, and this is how your body is going to look like. So in John 20, 19 says, uh, on the evening of the first day of the week, that means when the resurrection happened, when Jesus rose from the, the grave, the disciples were together and the doors were locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. So Jesus came and stood amongst them and said, peace be with you. So what happened is that Jesus with his new glorified body was able to walk through a wall. Isn't that wonderful to know that one day you're going to receive a glorified body and within your new body, with your new body, you're going to have the ability to walk through a wall with that brand new body um, as, as, as it's going to be um, like the, the body of Jesus. Now, at, at this time, um, in our mind, it's just, it is beyond human understanding. We're like, I, I, I can't wrap my mind around that one. I can't comprehend it. But it's going to happen because we're going to have a body like, like, like Jesus Christ, according to um, that, that verse. I know when we, when we get to heaven, and if you want to play games in, in heaven, um, um, hide and seek is going to be pretty fun to play up there. <laughs> when you will have this new glorified body, and this new body will, be having, will have an ability to, to walk through a wall. Now, thirdly, the third question um, regarding this new body that you're going to receive, that you're going to receive, I'm going to receive, our loved ones are going uh, to receive. Um, the question in verse 36 is, when will we receive this new body? When will we receive this new body? Well, notice with me in verse um, 36. Paul says, foolish ones, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. So we won't receive our new bodies until we die, until this body is, it dies and is sown into the ground. And Paul likens our bodies to a seed that's placed in the ground, and then it will grow out of the earth into a resurrected body when Christ comes back for this church. So when Christ comes back from his church, 
that's when this body that was sown into the ground shall rise again. We know that according to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 6. 1 Thessalonians 4, 6 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ, notice, will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. So, so here's a sequence of events that that's going to take place. Right now we, we are living, living our life and there's going to be a day when, when, um, when the, the last soul that's supposed to be saved here and whoever that last soul is, like, get saved now, <laughs> you know, get right with the Lord. And, and so when that last soul and, and God's timing, he's going to come back and, and he's going to blow a trumpet. And you're going to hear this amazing trumpet sound. This trumpet sound is just going to be heard all over the world. And, and so when that trumpet sound occurs, so, so start listening to trumpet sounds and get your ear attuned to a trumpet sound. So, so when that occurs, um, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. So that means that every dead body in Christ Jesus across this world, again, either if they're in a cemetery, if they're ashes, um, like my father's ashes is in the sea somewhere, um, if there's a body that, that hasn't been located, they've been miss, missing it in action, all those bodies collectively, those who are in Christ, are going to rise up first and meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. And then us who are still alive, if we are still alive, then we will be with the Lord together. And as we're with the Lord together, we're going to have this new glorified body. And as I made reference to it already, this new glorified body is going to have some amazing functions to it, some amazing abilities to it. So, so know that this body that you have right now, you're going to be receiving a new body. You're going to have a, a, an absolute new body. And um, I'm already putting in the Lord a kind of body that I want. <laughs> you know, muscles, a, a six-pack right here. And, and so we're going to be receiving a new body. That's a thought to, to be excited about. For, for the, the prophet Jeremiah said, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to provide for you a future and a hope. That's not only for the here and now. It's for the afterwards, too. That you could have a hope that you're gonna, you are gonna get a new body. Have you really thought about that? Have you contemplated that? That that there is a new body that's gonna be a, a, a waiting, waiting for you. And so, so the bodies that that are buried in the ground, according to verse 36, they're sown. Then they're gonna be reaped, and and they're gonna be with the Lord. Now, in verse 37, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, as we're going through verses 35 through 49, uh, verse 37, the, the fourth question regarding our new body that the Corinthians had, that Paul answered, will be, will our new bodies be more fruitful? Will our new bodies be more fruitful? Notice with me how Paul answers that in verse 37. So what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. So Paul is saying that the seed of our body that was sown will appear more fruitful. It's just like, you know, some of you guys may have like a lemon tree in your backyard or a fruit, a fruit tree. Um, there was a time where, where it was just a, a seed and then it was transformed. It was more fruitful. It, it, it turned into a, a huge lemon tree bearing a lot of fruit. And so that's going to take place within our lives. When we have this new resurrected body, it will be its finished product. And it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be healthy in every single way. And, and, and I can't wait. 
I can't wait because for you and I, we, we know that there's so many people within the body that could, they contain this day. It, it's, it's racked with pain. It, it, it's filled with sickness and, and diseases and, and there's tears and, and there's difficulties that, 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 that people have. And, and you, have, you have seen it. You, we have been to hospitals before and, and people are hurting. And maybe you, you, you know a loved one that, that their, their, their body is just doesn't function as it used to. They, they, there's pain all over and, and it's hard for them. They have arthritis and, and it's just difficult for them to, to, to live life. And you, you look at your loved ones, your grandparents, your your parents or your neighbors or, or relatives, and you, and, um, and you see them um, just hurting. No, and you can share with them saying one day, oh, there's one day in the Lord Jesus Christ that you're going to get a new glorified body. In fact, I encourage you to tell them that and give them hope. Everybody needs an element of hope and give them hope. In the book of Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death. Guys, there's going to be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the, the old order of things have passed away. All that's going to be away with. And again, within our mind, and, and this study is, is, is about the future, about our future body, how heaven's going to be like, how, how there's going to be no more pain, no more suffering. For us, it, it's hard to imagine that because we're inundated with it. We're inundated with pain. We're inundated with suffering. We're inundated with crime. We're, we're, we're inundated with, with, with harm. But there's going to be a day. Oh, there's going to be a day where the Lord is going to bless us with a new body. There's going to be a day where, where it's going to be more fruitful and it's going to be more glorious in, in so many ways. And, and this new body is going to come from, from the ground and be more fruitful and it's going to be more glorious. Now, number five, we're going to see in verses 38 and 39, number five. The fifth question regarding our new body that, that Paul answers is, will our, our bodies be similar to what we looked like before? That's an that's a, a interesting question, is that when, when we rise from the dead and, and our loved ones that, that we have buried um, in a casket in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the grave, um, will we recognize them where they look similar? Well, notice with me in verses 38 and, and 39, Paul speaks about that. And, but God gives it a body. As he pleases, and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, another of birds. So our, our bodies, they will come out to be a similar look, and we will be able to recognize one another. According to God's word, we know that when, when Peter saw so Moses and Elijah, they retained their look, and, and Peter was able to recognize them, and, and he was able to say, hey, there's Elijah. Hey, there's, there's Moses. Moses and Elijah from the Old Testament, they retained their look, and, and so that tells us that we, are, we too are going to be retaining our look, that we would recognize one another. We're not going to go to people up in heaven and say, hey, are you... Are you that person? You know, sometimes we, we do that. We haven't seen someone in a long time, or we're going to see some relatives um, soon um, for the for the holidays, and, and you may not recognize somebody. Um, but when you get to heaven, you will definitely recognize them. And the, and Matthew chapter seventeen verse four speaks about that. Peter said to Jesus, "Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, I will put up three shelters: one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah." Peter was able to recognize 
recognize them. And what's interesting about that, Peter even didn't even know them, but he was able to recognize them. Now, number six in verses 40 through 41, the sixth question that, that Paul answers about the future regarding our new bodies is, will our bodies be able to adapt to heaven? Will our bodies be able to adapt to heaven? Notice with me in verses 40 and 41. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one and the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So this body that um, we, we were born with, this body that we were born with, it was created to, to live in an earthly environment. And so we just live for here in this earth. We, we don't have this body where we can actually you know, go, go up to space. It, it's, it's not made that way. God didn't create the body for this. But there's going to be a new body that we will have the ability to adapt to the heavenlies. And then when we arrive to, to heaven... Um, this new body will function in heaven. Now, there's nowhere in the Bible that, that states how exactly our new body is going to function in heaven. The Bible doesn't speak about that, but we know our new body will function in heaven in, in a beautiful way, but we just don't know that the, the Bible is silent in that area. I remember Pastor Chuck Smith used to say, when the scripture is silent in an area, it's wise for you to be silent in the area too and not be subjective. But we do know this. We do know this. When we get to heaven, we know that the Bible does teach we're going to experience at least seven glorious blessings. When we get to heaven, we will experience seven glorious blessings. I like to share these blessings with people when they have lost a loved one because their, their, their loved one is, is, um, is in heaven. Just a couple of weeks ago, um, before I had the, the privilege and, and the humble honor to officiate Trisha Martinez's um, celebration life service, I, 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 um, I spent some time with the family. We had dinner together, and, and, and I talked to um, her family, and they, they wanted to know more about heaven. They wanted to know what their mom was doing up there, what she was seeing, what she was experiencing. So I, I share these seven things um, with them, and I share these seven things with you. When we get to heaven, you will experience at least of these seven things, a lot more, but the Bible only mentions um, these seven. Number one, you'll be welcomed in by Jesus. You'll be welcomed in by Jesus. Jesus will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You will see Jesus face to face. You will touch his hands. And when Jesus was, was raised from the dead, um, he retained the, those pierced hands. And, and, and that's why when Jesus was raised from the dead and he walked in um, through that room, through that, um, the, through that wall, um, it was, the doors were locked and Jesus walked in and, and Thomas was there and, um, and he doubted, like, I don't, I don't believe that's you, Jesus. And, and Jesus says, hey, Thomas, hey, Tom, come here, come here, come here, buddy. Um, to touch, touch my wounds, you can see them. So that tells us that, that um, we will see the wounds of Jesus, that Jesus retained those wounds after he was resurrected from the dead, that they're still there. And that may be when we get to heaven that we see that and we will just have a continuation worship for the Lord because he was a lamb of God that was slain for us so we could be in glory. So one, we're going to be walked in by Jesus. Number two, we're going to be ushered in to walk on the streets of gold. There's streets of gold in heaven. There's streets of gold in heaven. We're going to be ushered in to walk on the streets of gold. Number three, number three, according to Revelation chapter four, and, and um, we are going to observe worship happening night and day. 
night and day. We're going to observe worship happening night and day. And so I, I, I would presume that we will be able to even participate in that worship. Night and day, they're worshiping the Lord, saying, worthy is a lamb that was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. And, um, and, and it's good for, he, for us on earth when we worship the Lord. Tell him how he is worthy of worship. Praise him and, 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 and worship him and, and love him. So we're going to observe the, the, the worship of God night and day. Number four, according to Revelation chapter four and five, uh, Revelation chapter four and five, there's going to be a rainbow around the throne. So that's according to Revelation 4.4. 4. Revelation 4.4, 4, there's going to be a throne. And, and, and we know that the, the, the Lord is seated upon the, the throne and he's there. There's a, a beautiful, majestic rainbow that's around the throne. And, and so I, and I just think that's just so beautiful because we know what the rainbow symbolizes. It symbolizes promises. And when you see a rainbow, know that that's what it means. It's a promise of God. And so you're going to see the rainbow, and it is that all the promises of God are true and amen, and they will happen. And know that when God has given you a promise in his word now, he is faithful to complete it. And hold to his promises. Hold to the promises of God. Hold tightly to them, and they will come to pass. Number five, according to uh, Revelation chapter 4, verse 5, there's going to be a sea of glass, a sea of glass like crystal, a sea of glass like crystal coming out from the throne, coming out from the throne. So you have the, the, the Lord there, and then you have the worshiping happening before him. You have the, the, the rainbow around the throne, and then you have the sea of glass um, proceeding forward um, from the throne. And then we know, um, number six, that we're going to be entering into a marriage feast of the Lamb that we're going to be eating together. And as we eat together, it's going to be a feast that we're going, we're going to dine with Jesus. We're going to eat with the Lord. And I've already mentioned this before. I, I hope that there's some carne asada up there. <laughs> and, and so we're going to be eating together and enjoying the Lord. And you see in Scripture, Jesus was always feasting with people. It's important to feast with people. And in, in a Calvary Montclair, we have that as a practice once a month. Once a month. And, um, and we just had it last Thursday. And it was a beautiful um, fellowship time together. If you could ever make our fellowship time together, our dinner, I encourage you to come. And then number seven, we're going to be entering into what is called the Bema Seat of Christ. The Bema Seat of Christ is that we're going to be rewarded for the gifts and talents that the Lord has given us and the opportunities he has opened up to us. We'll be rewarded for that. And so that's going to be taking place in, in heaven. So there, there, those are at least seven glorious blessings that, that we will be um, experiencing in, in heaven. Now, Number seven, the seventh question that we're going to see in verse 42, the seventh question we're going to see in verse 42 is, as our body is sown in corruption, they're going to be raised up in incorruption. Notice with me in verse 42. In verse 42, uh, there it says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. So, from, again, from, from the moment that we were born into this world, we, we, we were born with the sinful nature and, um, because of, of Adam and Eve. And we know that um, we have a nature that, that's bent towards um, corruption. We have a, bent, uh, a nature that's just bent towards sin. And the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 19, speaks about that. Genesis 3, 19 says, In, this, in the sweat of your face shall you eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it were you taken, for, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. 
So we, we have this, um, this, this sinful nature, and this sinful nature, um, and we, we have an opportunity to exercise our, our free will, and there's times where out of our free will, we, we choose to make decisions, and as a result of that, um, we, we can make corrupt uh, decisions, and, and not only in ourselves where, where, where things happen and our body is just corrupt through um, our own actions, but also, too, from actions of others. There, there's evil corruptions from other people that can harm us and hurt us. Last Thursday, the, the school shooting, evil corruption happening. And my, my heart goes out to, to the family members that their, their teenagers um, died that morning. And there's evil in this world. There's evil corruption in this world. I long for the day where all that will be gone away with. There's corruption, but there's going to be a time where there's going to be incorruption. It won't be anymore. And that's going to be a day that you look forward to. I look forward to that. And as I saw the news events, I'm sure that you did too. We just thought, another. When is this going to stop? And there's evil. And we thank God for all the heroes that were there. We, we thank God for all the, the love and the support and the comfort that surrounded the family, for the medical profession that were, that were um, helping the young ones and the report that they, the live report that they give. And we praise God for, for our first responders and, and, um, and, and those that were even off duty and dropping off their kids there and, and were able to run in and, and be a support there too. And, and so we praise God for, for the good, but the evil is sickening. And there's going to be a day, there's going to be a day that, you, that we're going to look forward to, that you could think about that in the future, in the future, this won't happen ever again. It won't ever happen again. And so this, this body that is sown in corruption, even for ourselves and other people corrupting us, it's going to be raised one day in incorruption. It won't take place anymore. Now, number eight, we see this in verse 43. Number eight, we see this in verse 43 uh, regarding our new body. Um, and our bodies is sown in dishonor, and they will be raised up in glory. Notice with me in verse 43. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is raised in glory. Oftentimes, we don't see things clearly or fully and, and there's times where we don't dwell completely with understanding with other people. And as a result of that, we can act out in foolish ways, in dishonorable ways to, to people because we don't get them or we may have some prejudices within our heart. We could be like a Jonah and just, we don't like a group, a group of people. And, and so within ourselves, we, we could be dishonorable human beings. But there's going to be a day where this, this, um, this dishonor that, that humanity has about themselves because we don't see things clearly, deeply. We don't see things through the Lord's eyes. And we don't see things through the, the Lord's eyes. We, we make wrong decisions and bad decisions. And we see things poorly. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12, speaks about that. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, I only know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. 
There's going to be a day that we will be able just to comprehend, to have complete understanding, to dwell with understanding. And, and I know in, in, in a marriage relationship or any relationship, that's the cry of a spouse. And in fact, uh, the Bible calls husbands to dwell with understanding, to, to put yourselves in their shoes, to, to, to care for their emotions, to care for their soul, to care for their, their mind, just to care for them as a person. We're called to do that. And oftentimes we don't do that completely, wholly, in, in a very healthy way. And then there's frictions or there's fights, or there's disagreements, there's chocolates being thrown across the rooms, Right? But there's going to be a day, wives know, there's going to be a day where you will be completely understood. And that's what every woman wants. They just want to be understood completely, wholly, fully. And pray that your husband or your future husband will love you in that respect. God is powerful. He can do that. And also for men too. Men want to be understood and be respected. There will be a day where you will be fully respected. Meanwhile, we are corrupted with a sinful body. But there's going to be a glorious day that we're going to love our, our, our loved ones how they should be loved completely, fully. It's going to be. Meanwhile, may we ask the Lord for his strength, for his empowerment, for his insight, for his patience, that we would just get along. You know, it's sad where um, we have the holidays approaching. And the, the fact is there's, there's a lot of division in families. Why? Because we don't get each other. We're, we don't give each other grace and, and room to grow in. And, and may we choose to take the lower seat. May we choose to dwell with understanding. May we choose to forgive them for the act that they did last year, throwing that turkey at us or whatever it may be. May we choose to forgive but there's going to be a day where we won't sow in dishonor anymore, but we're going to be raised up in glory, and that's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to see each other perfectly and treat other with love, with kindness and dignity, and that's going to be a day. It's a glorious thought to consider, isn't it? It's going to happen. This is future. This, this study today, it's all future. And, and it's important to know about the future to give you hope because there's a lot of people today, they live out hope. They're like, forget it. What's the point? It's useless. I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to take my toys and just go. But no, it's not going to be this way forever. So press on. Move forward. Press in Jesus. Gain his heart. Gain his wisdom. Gain his insight. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Now, number nine, we see in verse 43, uh, regarding our new bodies. Our, our bodies is sown in weakness and one day will be raised in power. Notice with me in verse 43, it speaks about that. It is sown, notice, it is sown in weakness and it is raised in power. Our bodies are sown in weakness and there's gonna be a day where we're gonna regain our strength and, and we will be strong once again. I don't know about you, when, when I see um, elderly folks, um, I think about them. I think that there's, there, there, there probably was a time that they used to run around and, and probably at, uh, their, uh, at our age, when, when they were our age, they probably could beat us in a run <laughs> and jumping jacks and, 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 uh, and, and everything else. 
but we see them, or, or you may see your, your grandparent um, or your, your father or your mother, and you, you look at those hands, and you look at those hands, you're like, man, those hands made a lot of tamales. <laughs> Hit me too, you know. Back in the day on how they used to, parents used to discipline, it was unconventional, but, um, <laughs> but their point got across. But now you look at their hands, and, and they're just, it, it's aged. And um, you look at their face and their scars, and, and they just don't look the same, and their body is getting weaker, perhaps, and, and older. But there's going to be a day, praise God, that they're going to be raised in power. They're going to have strength again. They're not going to walk around with, with um, how they've been walking around with a limp anymore. That's going to be deleted. That's going to be gone. They're, they're, they're going to have a revised body. Or I know people, they have, they have pain inside of them. There's diseases. There's cancer inside of their body, and it breaks my heart. That's going to be gone. It's going to be away with leukemia, all these diseases. Folks, it's going to be gone. And tell people that. Get this word out to people. Right now, afterward, let's all go to the hospital and tell everybody in the hospital <laughs> that this is going to be gone one day. If we put our hope in Jesus, we look forward to but if we don't get this message out and tell other people, we focus in on the here and now, and thus we become de- depressed people. That's why America is full of depression. I would be depressed too if I didn't have the hope of the Lord, the hope of heaven. If I didn't look past the now, but I look past the future. It's been said, you look within, you'll be in stress. You look in, we'll be in stress because we're sinful people. You, you look without, you're going to be in distress because all the madness and the killings and the shootings and the sickness and all that's taking place. But my friends, you look at Christ and you'll be at rest. You'll be at rest because he makes all, all things beautiful in his timing. He restores everything. He makes things glorious. He makes things better. He gives us a whole new body. and It's going to come. It's going to come. That loved one that you buried the other day, they're going to rise from that dead. They're going to rise again with a new glorified body. Your parent that you're going to be seeing in a few weeks and your grandparent and they're all aged and their, their body is hurting, racked with pain. They're going to be healed. They're going to be healed by the Lord and they're going to get that new body that they're going to have. And then in heaven, you guys are going to have sprints and see who's really faster now with that new glorified body. And what I love, what I love the, 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 the best with this new, new body that we're going to be having, the sin nature is gone. Boom. It's gone. Normal battles. Could you imagine that? You're not going to battle your flesh anymore. Whatever um, issue that you have, lust, sin, and materialism, whatever it is, that's done. You're like, I'm not going to have this, this, this um, thorn in my flesh anymore. Dude, it's gone. No more. You're not going to battle your flesh. You're not going to battle temptation from this world. You're not going to battle Satan. All that's done. But meanwhile, you're in a fight. You're in a battle. You have to armor up. You have to have your armor up or you're going to be taken out. The spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. Paul said in Romans 7, this fight that he has, this wrestling match, we all have it. Don't give up. Don't throw in the town. Just say, I'm just going to give into my flesh. No, you'll destroy your life and destroy other people. One of my prayers is, Lord, never give me over to me. Don't give me over to me. I want to be yielded over to the Spirit of God. I want to love people. 
I want to be patient with people. I want to be a kind person to other people. I want to be a generous person to other people. I want to do good acts towards other people. I want to do all that, Lord. So will you, your spirit reign and rule my mortal bodies, Lord, and, and, and change me, Lord, from within and from without. So there's going to be a day where we will have the strength we have the strength. Meanwhile, we press into the Lord and he gives us his strength. Through Christ, we can do all things through his strength. God has given us his Holy Spirit to empower us that you are not on your own with your own power, but we tap into the Holy Spirit's power. Now, number 10, we're almost done. Number 10 in verse 44, the 10th question regarding our new body. As is sown in our natural body, we will have a new spiritual body. Notice with me in verse 44. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Now, the desire to live for the here and now and the, the comforts that we have in this natural body, this natural body loves comforts. This natural body wants to be pampered all the time. This natural body wants to build its own kingdom. This natural body wants to be cold to everyone else. But there's going to be a day when that's going to be done away with. And we're going to have this new spiritual body. We're going to have this new spiritual body, and, and we won't need any materialistic item ever again. When the Super Bowl happens, um, and, I, and I'm going to tell you who's going to be playing it already, the two best teams um, within their season. And, you know, and they're going to have those 30-second those commercial, commercial with $3.1 million for a 30-second commercial. Can you believe that? 30 seconds, $3.1 million. And what are, they, what are they doing? They're trying to tell you to be dissatisfied and to have my product. And there's going to be a lot of people, they're going to take that bait. And they're going to go out there and, and, and charge it up and get themselves in debt. And, and whereas they could bring food to their family and provide for the family, they're, now they're in debt because, because they, were, they were drawn in. We, we're not going to be hooked anymore with materialistic items. That's going to be done away with. That, that bait that, that, that gets you, whatever it is, that, that bling, <laughs> you're not going to have that bling desire anymore. Why? Because Jesus is your bling. Jesus fulfills you. He, he satisfies you. He's your, your Savior. So we're not going to be tempted by stuff because we're going to be content with the Savior. We're going to be completely content with the Savior. That's going to be wonderful. Where you could cruise by the, 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 the mall, I still call it the Montclair Mall. But you, the, you, still, you could cruise by there like, I don't need anything. I'm good. I'm cool. Uh, if I don't get anything from this point on to have, I'm, I'm good. I mean, to live your life that way, it's so freeing. It's so, in, it's so securing. And, and so there's going to be a day. There's going to be a day where we have this spiritual body and this natural body with, with all its this sin, with all its desires. All that's done. All that's like later day. See ya. That's gone. Now, lastly, number 11, this new spiritual body. We're going to see in verses 45 through 49. We see in this, this natural body, we reflect Adam, but there's going to be a day that we're going to reflect Christ Jesus. Notice with me in verses 45 through 49. 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward, the spirit, spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven, as was the man of dust. So also are those who are made of dust. And as 
is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. As we are living life here on earth, you and I right now, we bear the man, the, the, the natural man, the, the man made of, of um, born of, uh, of dust, of, of Adam. We, we bear his image. We, we bear his image by being selfish. We, we bear his image just a bit about, about blaming. We, we bear his image and, and, and all the sin that, that um, he has done. What did, what did Adam do? Adam had an opportunity, and you know, um, pe- people get, get, get mad at, at Eve, like, man, Eve, girl, why, why'd you eat that fruit? People don't know what, what the fruit is, that people suppose it's an apple, but, but the Bible doesn't say it's an apple. It says it's a fruit. But the, the question is, like, Adam, where were you, dude? You get mad at, where were you? Aren't you supposed to be leading your girl? <laughs> you, you weren't there. And then when Jesus came, what did you do, Adam? He He hid. He hid, and the Lord called him out. Like, Adam, where are you at? And because what, what happens is when we sin, we always try to hide. And then we always try to blame. And that's what he did. And he's saying, Lord, you, you know what happened? It's the woman you gave me. It's that chick. <laughs> it's all her fault. We shift the blame. There's going to be a day where we're not going to hide anymore. There's going to be a day we could be transparent like we were going to share at the very beginning. I love it. And, and that's our heart as a congregation. We, we want to be real, genuine. We don't want to hide. We don't want to be fake. We don't want to be hypocrites. We want to say, God, I need you. I need you more today than yesterday. Lord, change my heart, oh God. Make me more like you. I want to serve you. I want to know you. And then there's going to be a day where we're going to be like Christ Jesus. We're going to be like Jesus Christ, and, and, and it's going to be glorious, and it's going to happen soon. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 19 says, For just as though the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also though the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. Jesus is a real superhero. He comes to the scene. He changes our life. He, he robes us in his righteousness, places his Holy Spirit upon us, giving us a hope of heaven, giving us a hope of a new glorified body with no more pain, no more diseases, no more sin, a body that we can walk through walls, a, a body that we get to see heaven and experience heaven. It's going to be glorious. Folks, you're going to have a new body. And it's going to happen soon and very soon. No more diseases. We're not going to age. And, and our, our grandparents and our parents, how they're, they're frail now. They're not going to be frail. They're going to be full of strength. Full of strength. And it's going to happen. No more tears. No more pain. And it's going to happen. So meanwhile, may we keep our eyes up as our redemption draws nigh. May our ears be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God and also to the trumpet. Because that's when it's going to go down. When that trumpet goes down, that's when all this is going to unfold. And that's your future. That is your future. And, and, and this is not a, a make-believe story. This is not a fairy tale. Oh, in the future, this is going to take place. No, people. This is true of God. In the beginning, God created the body. And at the end, God's going to resurrect the body. Praise be to God Almighty for the great things that is going to take a place. We're going to have a revised, corrected, glorified body, and it won't be flawed anymore. Your body's not going to be flawed anymore. It's all because of the grace of God. We have an amazing future. So live for your future today. Have hope. Live this week in hopes of heaven. 
Think about the new body that you're going to receive and, and live with that forever and ever until you see Jesus. Amen.